Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hello. Welcome to episode 78 of the Money Love Podcast. Welcome to April, y'all. <laughs> How is it April already? It's just crazy that 2022 is already a fourth of the way over. Time is just flying by, as it always does. But we are in the three-month countdown until baby girl Pritchard. So it's really starting to feel real and starting to feel surreal that in 90 days, I'm going to have a baby in my arms and in my life. I know it's going to be such a huge change, but it's really a change that I'm really excited for. And also, I just I feel ready. I feel ready for. My husband and I are just, we're getting really excited about it. I have my baby shower this weekend. I'm just having one. <laughs> that was something that was very important to me. I was like, I do not want to have four or five baby showers. My mom and my little sisters are throwing me the most beautiful shower that's going to be really small and intimate. That's just how I like to do things. I am a quality over quantity type of girl. So this baby shower this week is going to have about 15 of my closest people in my life, my immediate family, my closest girlfriends. So it's just going to be so fun to have everyone together in one place. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be posting about it on Instagram if you want to see it. My two little sisters are two of the most creative people that I know. Everything that they do is just gorgeous. So I'm excited to see it. And I'll take you guys along for the ride if you want to see that. So you can follow me on Instagram at overcoming underscore overspending. And also, y'all, I just want to give a shout out to all of the new Overcoming Overspending members. We welcomed in so many amazing women last month into the program as founding members. And I just want to say that I'm so thrilled for every single one of you. It's such an honor to be your coach and to guide you through your financial involvement. So I just want to say welcome for those of you who jumped in in the month of March as a founding member. And also just to clarify, if you missed the boat or you want to join at a later time, you still can't. The program is always going to be open that you can jump in at any point. And so if you feel like you missed the boat, you didn't. You can still join us and join the program and get the coaching and the community and the process. And we would love to have you. So just know if you're ever interested in joining at any point in the future, you can, and you can get all of the information that you need at overcomingoverspending.com. But before we jump in, I was supposed to do this last week, but with so many announcements, I pushed it to this week. But let's do the YNAB giveaway for the month of March. So remember, every single month in 2022, I am giving away an annual subscription to YNAB. You need a budget. That is the budgeting software that I use. And what you have to do to enter that giveaway is leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. You have to go to iTunes, you need to leave a review, and you have to write something so that it actually pops up and I can read it and I can enter you. But when you do put your review in, it's going to ask you to put your name. And instead of putting your name, put your Instagram handle so that if you are a winner in a future month, I can easily find you and I can get you your free year of YNAB. And I just want y'all to know that the reviews really do mean so much to me. Not only do they help the show, but I also take the time to read every single one of them. 
This podcast is something that I truly pour my heart and soul into every single week. It takes me hours upon hours upon hours just to get one episode out to you guys because I'm still a one-man show over here. I do it all. I make the episode. I record the episode. I edit the episode. I load the episode. I'm doing all of it. And so it really is a labor of love. And the reviews really do keep me motivated and they keep me going. And it helps me see that what we talk about each week is really resonating with you guys and helping y'all. And so just know that, yes, of course, leave a review because I want you to win that free year of YNAB. But I also want you to know that I read them, I take them to heart, and they really do mean so much to me. So if you haven't yet, go leave a review on iTunes so that you can be entered to win a future year of YNAB. Okay, so the March winner is Raquel Yamila. I think I'm saying that right. I really hope I am. I'm sorry if I botched that. But she says, love this podcast. I can't pick my favorite episodes so far because they're all interesting and I have notes to remind me of it. Even if you know or think you know what you're doing with your personal finances, you will always learn something from Paige. Thank you, Paige. Love the podcast. So Raquel, thank you for your kind review. means so much to me. You guys make sure to go leave your review so again, you can get that free year of YNAB in future months. All right, y'all, those are the updates. So I have to ask you, (laughs) did the title of this episode catch your eye? I bet it did. I am predicting that this is going to be a very highly downloaded episode simply because of the title of the episode. And I'm not trying to trick you or to clickbait you to listen to this episode, but I will say that this episode probably isn't about what you think it's about. You might not even really be able to tell what we're gonna be talking about today. But what I want to share with you in today's episode are my five favorite thoughts about money, mine personally. These are thoughts that I think often about money, and it's the way that I view money as how it works in a tool in my life, because these are the thoughts that really serve me in making the money that I want to make, in managing my money the way I want to manage it, and by spending my money in a controlled yet a purposeful way. I'm really excited to share these with you today. And honestly, it feels very personal (laughs) to me for some reason, because these thoughts and beliefs that I've adopted and practiced and cultivated as a part of my belief system about money, they feel like such a huge part of who I am. And it really does feel like I'm sharing a very intimate part of me with you today by sharing these inner thoughts and beliefs. But These are my favorite thoughts and beliefs to have about money. Now, before we get into each of them, I just want to make it clear that these are not thoughts that I have always held about money. In fact, these are pretty contrary to a lot of the beliefs that I held about money growing up in my adolescence and even as a young adult. Even five years ago, a lot of these thoughts didn't seem true or believable to me. But once I learned the model and once I started realizing how important my thoughts and beliefs were, once I started realizing that my results with money would be a direct reflection of how I thought about money, these are thoughts that I consciously chose to adopt. And then I had to practice them by saying them out loud and writing them down. And most importantly, constantly directing my brain to look for evidence in my life that they are actually true so that I could replace the old and outdated thoughts that I had about money that weren't serving me. Now, believing new things about money, it's not as easy as just flipping a switch in your brain. I wish it was, 
But the analogy that I always give you guys is that your old practiced ingrained money thoughts are going to be like eight lane highways where the cars are just flying 80 miles an hour. And they will continue to do that unless we start putting up roadblocks and saying, nope, we're not going to go this way anymore. We're not going to think thoughts like this anymore because these thoughts and beliefs aren't helping me create the results and the life that I want. And listen, even though we put up the roadblocks and we start directing those cars down a different path, meaning we start forming new neural pathways, that doesn't mean that some cars aren't still going to get through. Your decision to intentionally start thinking new things about money doesn't mean that your old thoughts and beliefs are going to disappear overnight. They won't. You will still have them. You will still see them come up. You will still think them. So be realistic and manage expectations for yourself that this process is something that takes time and patience and practice. But over time, if you're committed to this process, you will start to see a shift in your money mindset, which will shift the way that you feel about money, which will shift the actions and the habits that you're taking on a daily basis to make money, care for your money, and spend your money, which ultimately will shift your financial trajectory in a totally different and more positive direction than the path that you're currently going down. So remember, the reason that our thoughts that we think about money are so important is because of the chain of events that I just went through. This is the tool called the model, but it tells us that money is a neutral circumstance in our life that has no inherent meaning. And we, as the human beings who use money as a tool in our lives, we get to decide the meaning, the role, the purpose that it's going to serve for us. And we do that through our thoughts and beliefs about it. The thoughts and beliefs that you have around money will determine your emotional and your energetic experience with money. And that is the source of all the actions that you take around your money or the inactions that you don't take with your money. And when we total up all of those actions or inactions over time, that is what is going to create our financial results, good or bad. So thoughts create feelings, feelings drive actions, actions create results. That is the chain of events. And so the model shows us that our thoughts are the starting point, the source, the catalyst of every financial result that we will create, which is why thinking thoughts about money that serve us is so important. If you continue to let your default brain and your default thoughts about money run in the background without questioning them and challenging them and replacing them with more productive thoughts, then more than likely the results that you're going to create with money will just be default results. I always say that default thinking leads to default living. So this is why your money thoughts and beliefs matter. This is why I'm so excited to share my favorite money thoughts with you today. Now, again, just remember before we get into them that just because these are my favorites and they've had a profound impact on me and my financial life, that doesn't mean that they're going to resonate with you. In fact, some of these that I offer you today might not even seem like they are in the realm of possibility or that they are remotely true at all to you. And that is okay. Like I said, I was there a couple years ago. But regardless of whether you connect to my money truths or not, I encourage you to come up with some of your own and then go through the intentional thought creation process from episode 66 that I teach you in that episode about how to intentionally create a thought 
to the point where it becomes a belief that you have and that you've adopted. Again, let's think on purpose, y'all. Because when we think on purpose, we can make money on purpose, we can manage our money on purpose, we can spend on purpose. And when we are doing all of those things with our money on purpose, it allows us to live our lives on purpose rather than just living on default, rather than just bringing more of our past into the future and living that rinse and repeat life. So without further ado, here we go my five favorite money beliefs and money truths. The first one, which is the title of this episode, is Thank God I'm Rich. Thank God I'm Rich. Now, let me tell you the context in which I leverage this thought. I always use this thought in response to unexpected expenses, which let me just say, (laughs) there have been a lot of those for us lately. Whenever I have an unexpected expense that I have to cover with savings, with a sinking fund, with investments, I think, well, thank God I'm rich. Now, I know that this thought can seem a little jarring. It might even sound a little pompous or conceited to some, but that's not the energy behind it. I can assure you that. And I want to remind you that wealth, that rich, is relative. I think that a lot of us believe that when we look up the word rich in the dictionary, There's going to be a number there. It's going to be like, oh, well, rich is somebody who has a net worth over X or a bank account bigger than Y. But the actual definition of rich is plentiful, plentiful. So rich is a mindset. Rich is a perspective. Rich is relative for all of us. I want you to think about what rich looked like to you when you were a kid or a teenager. I remember for me, thinking that somebody giving me $20 when I was like in middle school, I thought I had just won the lottery. And then I got to high school and I started working and I started making money of my own. So that relativity shifted a bit. But I remember in high school thinking that $100 was like a crazy amount of money. And then when I graduated from college and I started making a salary at a job, $100 didn't seem like that much to me anymore, but $1,000 did. To me, $1,000 was like, oh my God, $1,000. Like that is a ton of money. And this just goes to show you that our perspectives and our relativity with money is gonna grow and evolve over time with our own experiences when those change and evolve. But it's also gonna be different for each one of us based on our backgrounds and our present circumstances and situations. But I want you to know that regardless of the number in your bank account, you can adopt this thought. You can start thinking, thank God I'm rich. Even if you're like, but Paige, I'm not. I'm not rich. My loving response back to you as your coach is, okay, well, that's only because you're deciding that you're not. You're taking the numbers. You're taking your pure financial circumstances and you are making them mean I'm broke or I'm poor. You're telling yourself, I can't tell myself, I can't believe that I'm rich because the numbers aren't at a certain point. But I'm here to challenge you and remind you that you can just decide that you are rich. Listen, here is something kind of jarring to think about. There are hundreds of millions of people in the world that if they had your bank account, your net worth, your possessions, your life, they would be ecstatic. They would think that they were rich that they were wealthy, that they had won the lottery. I can promise you that. 
If you are listening to this podcast on a smartphone or on a computer, if you're listening in your car that turns on and drives and gets you from point A to point B, if you're listening in your house that has heat or running water or your office where you're earning a steady paycheck, you are rich. You are wealthy. You are. And you can believe that and you can start telling yourself that you are. Now, let me just come back for a second on this one here. I want to talk more about the context that I use this thought in a little more. Again, anytime there is an unexpected expense, I always say to myself, well, thank God I'm rich. But I can tell you, here's what I see a lot of people thinking, saying, and projecting out into the world when they are met with an unexpected expense. I hear a lot of, why is this happening? Or why does this always happen to me? Why can't I ever catch a break? I hear, there's always something. I can never get ahead. It never ends. When it rains, it pours. And I just want you to notice the difference in energy and the response it creates within you between those two thoughts, between, thank God I'm rich, and then all the ones that I just listed for you. It's totally different, right? Y'all, just this past week, we found out that we're going to have to dump $2,700 into the spool at our new house. It's not even a pool. <laughs> it's a spool. It's a bar that's kind of like a pool. It's not even big enough to be a, a pool, a full-blown pool. So we call it the spool. We found out that we're going to have to you know, redo our estate plan and our will before baby gets here, and that's going to cost us three dollars to $4,000. My husband got in a car accident last year and his car was in the shop for three months, three months. And at the end of it, we owed a $3,000 bill to the rental car company because our rental coverage on our insurance only covered like three weeks of that three month timeframe. He had to have surgery, which was another $2,500. There have been countless other unexpected expenses with this home remodel. And every single time this happens, my thought is, thank God I'm rich. Thank God I'm rich. And listen, this isn't coming from the place of, oh, look at me. I have so much money. I don't even have to worry about this stuff. It's not a problem. I don't even care about these unexpected expenses. No, this thought is coming from a place of these unexpected expenses are always going to come. That's life. But I will always be ready and prepared for them. They will not derail me. They will not derail me mentally emotionally, or financially. And I promise that if some of y'all looked at my bank account and you looked at my net worth, you wouldn't think that I was rich in your eyes based off of your relativity and your perspective. There are many, many, many people in the world that have a lot more money than I do. I am certain of that. But again, rich isn't a number in an account. It's not a milestone that I have to get to or a number that I'm chasing. It's a mindset that I'm in. It's a perspective that I hold about my current circumstances. And so, yes, it can totally be easy to default to, why me? Why is this happening? Why can't anything go my way? Why can't things just stop breaking? When it rains, it pours, right? I could be thinking all of those thoughts about all of the money that's been flowing out of my life recently to serve another purpose. But instead, I choose to believe, thank God I'm rich. I direct my mind to focusing on how amazing it is that I have worked for this, that I have prepared for this, that I'm ready for this, and that I have the money to cover these unexpected expenses. So thank God I'm rich. It's a really fun one. Just try it. 
Next time you have an unexpected expense come up, I just want you to say it instead of letting your brain go to the doom and gloom of why is this happening? Why me? There's always something I can't get ahead. And just see how it feels, again, instead of defaulting to the negative. I promise you it's 100 times better. All right. The next favorite money belief and truth that I think a lot and I say out loud often is I am enough. I have enough. There will always be enough. I am enough. I have enough. There will always be enough. This thought really just keeps me in check with one, my internal worthiness that is completely guaranteed. It also keeps me in check with the sufficiency of my present circumstances. And it's always a reminder to me that I will always be cared and provided for. This was the first thought that I started to work on in the very beginning of this process. This was the first thought that I intentionally created for myself. And if you're looking for a good thought to start with, I highly recommend this one. I think it's an amazing thought and it's really a heavy hitter in that it tackles a lot of the struggles that we tend to have with money the connection that so many of us make between our money and morality, thinking that our worthiness increases and decreases as the amount in our bank account increases and decreases. It reminds me that I am enough, I am worthy, regardless of what the numbers in my checking account say. And then I have enough. Again, it brings me back to the present moment, and it reminds me that in this moment, I truly have everything I need. I am taken care of. I am provided for, I will be okay. And third, the third part of this thought, I will always have enough. It gives me peace and assurance looking out into the future. Not only am I cared for in this present moment, but that will always be the case. There will never be a future moment where I don't have my own back, where I'm not in charge of my results, and also where I'm not cared for and protected by whatever higher power you believe in. For me and for what I believe, that's God. But I know for some of you, it might not be. It could be the universe. It could be the source. It could be another higher power. But whatever it is that you believe, reminding yourself that you will always be taken care of. There will always be enough. So that's the second one. I am enough. I have enough. There will always be enough. The third money truth I love to think is that my mind creates money. My mind creates money. Now listen. This one took a while. (laughs) So if you're like, wait, what? No, it doesn't. That's okay. I hear you. This one can be a pretty jarring one to a lot of us who grew up thinking, myself included, that money comes from a job or it comes from hard work or it comes from effort. Newsflash, money doesn't come from any of those things. Money actually comes from value and value comes from your mind. And if you want a more thorough explanation of this concept, go listen to episode number two. Go all the way back. (laughs) Episode two. It's an episode called Your New Money Philosophy. I really dive into this concept about where money really comes from and how it's created. But I love thinking this thought because it reminds me of this concept, this very important concept that money is created from within me. That money comes from value, but I am the creator of that value. That the number in my bank account is a reflection of the value that I am adding to other people's lives. That it is a barometer of how I'm helping people and making their lives better. And I just don't get to believe this because I'm a business owner, by the way. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're a nurse, a teacher, if you work in corporate, whatever. This is still true for you. 
I believed this thought for a good portion of my corporate career in data sales because regardless of how you earn money, whether you're a business owner putting out a product or a service, or you are employed by somebody who is giving you a paycheck, the money is still coming from your mind. That's what your employer is paying you for. They are paying for the value that you bring to your job every day. And through that value, you create value for the company or for the employer that boosts their bottom line, and that's what they're paying you for. And how much they will pay you is a reflection of the level of value that you provide to them. The more value that you bring, the more they're going to pay you. That's why the CEO is always the highest paid employee in any company, because in the eyes of the company, they are the most valuable employee. I'm not going to get too detailed here. Go listen to episode two. The entire episode is just about this one point if you want to hear more about this. But I love thinking the thought, my mind creates money, because it's a reminder to me that money comes from within me. I create money with my mind and the value that my mind creates. And the more value that I put out into the world, the more money I'm going to make. Money is like water in a faucet that I get to turn on and off, but the switch is my mind. I get to turn it on and off with my mind. That's what I believe. And so I love thinking the thought, my mind creates money. Again, this one might be a tough one. This one probably took me the longest to adopt and really start believing, but it is definitely a thought that serves me probably the most. It was the most challenging to adopt, but it's one of the most impactful once you actually get to a point of finding evidence that it's true and believing it. The fourth money truth and belief that I love to think is more value flows into my life when I let go of money. More value flows into my life when I let go of money. This thought is always a reminder to me of the spending value exchange, which we actually just talked about, gosh, was that last week or the week before? I think it was last week, actually. So I won't spend a whole lot of time on this one because we just talked about this concept last week of the spending value exchange. But remember how I tell you that every time you go out and you spend money, you are giving yourself the opportunity to either increase the level of value in your life or decrease the level of value in your life. That choice is yours by the things that you choose to exchange your money for. And we always want to be making exchanges with our money where the items, the experiences, and the services that we're exchanging our money for are more valuable than the money is to us that we had to use to get it. And I love this thought because it's saying that more value always flows into my life when I let go of money, which is always a reminder to me of I am somebody who uses my money as a way to inject value into my life, as a way to make my life more meaningful, more valuable, more impactful because of the way that I choose to release and spend my money. Again, I am a person who spends money in a very controlled and purposeful way. That is another thought, by the way. That's a part of my spending self-concept. But this thought is always a reminder to me of the spending value exchange and to always keep that in mind, to always remember my money has value and the things that I'm going to exchange my money for are going to have value. But which has more value? Is the money more valuable to me or is the value that I'm going to get from this item, experience, or service more valuable to me? 
And then I decide to put the one in my life that is going to have the most value, whether that's keeping the money, because again, that money by keeping it and having it is going to buy me something, buy me an intangible like time options or freedom. Again, that's from a couple episodes ago. Or am I going to exchange the money and add something into my life that's going to be more valuable to me than my money is? But either way, whatever choice I make, I'm always keeping that exchange top of mind. And so more value flows into my life when I let go of my money. That's the fourth thought I love to have. And the fifth thought I love to have, we'll get through this one quickly, is just that money is everywhere and it is easy. Again, this one was a little challenging for me as well because. I grew up with a belief system that money and effort, money and hard work were very closely tied and correlated and associated. I come from a family with two very hardworking parents. And so I grew up believing and connecting hard work and financial resources. The problem was, is that I was always seeing my parents work really hard, but yet money always still seemed really tight and like there wasn't enough. And it was a big source of stress and tension. So even though I did see my parents work really hard, the more I started to think about it, I started to realize, but wait, that's not actually true. Because if it was true that money wasn't easy and that it was associated to hard work, there's a lot of hardworking people out there that don't have a lot of money. Money doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be hard to earn. It doesn't have to be hard to understand. It doesn't have to be hard to manage, and it doesn't have to be hard to spend and release and let go of it. Money is everywhere. It is abundant. It is free-flowing. There is enough for all of us to have what is meant for us, and it can be incredibly easy in all senses. Easy to earn it, easy to have it, to keep it, to manage it, easy to spend it. This last thought reminds me that money doesn't have to be this complicated, stressful resource in my life that I'm always stressed about, that I'm always anxious about, that's just adding complications to my life. Money can be a tool that is fun and easy and free-flowing, something that feels very natural and very welcomed in my life, which is why I love this fifth and final thought of money is everywhere and it is easy. So you guys, those are my five favorite money thoughts. Let me go through those again with you. Number one, which is one of my favorites, is thank God I'm rich. You can think this one with unexpected expenses. The second is I am enough. I have enough. There will always be enough. The third is my mind creates money. Again, a reminder of the source of money, that money comes from within us, not from anything outside of us. The fourth, more value flows into my life when I let go of my money. Always reminding me of that spending value exchange and how every time I spend money, it's an opportunity for me to inject more value into my life. And fifth and final is money is everywhere and it is easy. Reminding myself that money is abundant, there is plenty of it, In that earning it, having it, and spending it doesn't have to be hard, complicated, or a source of stress or anxiety. It can be easy, and it can feel natural and aligned. So that's what I have for you guys this week. Again, 
I feel like I've just kind of like with every thought that I've given you, it's kind of like I feel like I'm like undressing or something in front of you. I don't know why. It just feels very intimate and personal. But I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear what you think. Again, join us in Overcoming Overspending. It's not too late. You didn't miss the boat. Go to overcomingoverspending.com to get all of the info and to jump in. Make sure you leave your review to get your free year of YNAB to enter to win that. You guys have a fantastic week. I love you all so much, and I will see you next week. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in Overcoming Overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's hundred percent risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.